and welcome everybody to a brand new edition of the Mind Diet Podcast, the number one sports and lifestyle podcast in your life. Of course, it is the maestro himself, Vinny Shawman, and myself, Andreas Giorgio. No Rob this week, but we've still got all the Mind Diet love that we bring to you every single week here on the show. Vinny, fantastic guest lined up today. And before we reveal who we have on the show this week, because I know he's a very close personal friend of yours. Everyone seems to be a close personal friend of yours. I'm so jealous. Well, you are. So there we go. That, that's that's made me feel tenfold better. <laughs> um, but before we reveal who we've got on the show this week, a very close friend of Vinnie Shawman's and a man who is currently doing wonders in the UFC right now. Vinny, the Mind Diet podcast. We seem to be going from strength to strength you keep you know i'll keep getting messages Vin, vin's a great guy he messages me every day and he goes um these people are saying they're enjoying the show and then these people are asking for these guests and you know t- to hear that and and i've actually you know Vin, you tagged me in a few comments as well on facebook from some of the fans um about the show and it is genuinely so fantastic to see the audience really engaging what we're doing we're, we're just free humble guys aren't we you know we're just we're just here to try and tell some some cool stories uh we just we just want to do what we set out to be doing in the beginning was to to enjoy it of course number one and to bring people information to give people inspiration to help people get through stuff to understand themselves understand this understand that give some guests to uh our achievers and getting where they want to get to and doing things so yeah um we, it's great what we're what we're doing um, because we're enjoying it, and it's great what the fans are getting, and the guests have been superb. Uh, it's all love, baby. It's all good. Yeah, and we've got two guests who we've we've confirmed with. I won't reveal names, just in case anything falls through. But and if if you've liked the stuff that we've done in the past with Trevor Backmire, Clive DeCole, you'll really like um, these guests coming up on the show. So please keep tuned to social media for our announcements of that. Of course, that's at Mind Diet Podcast on Twitter and the Mind Diet Podcast on Facebook. Give us a like, give us a follow and share the love. Right guys, don't forget before we kick off on this week's show, we've got our sponsor shout outs and Vinny Shawman's tip of the week. But before that, Vinny, I think it's only right that you tell our wonderful audience who we've got on this week's Mind Diet. Well, a young man I'm very proud of. We're all proud of in the city of where he comes from, where he resides. Now, now he's back from Brazil, Mr. Darren Till, uh, the UFC star, for coming big, big fight against Cowboy Cerrone on the, the 21st of um, this month. Uh, uh, sorry, next month, October. And I'm really looking forward to the interview. A nice kid. I've known him for about, let's say, 10 years now. And uh, looking forward to this. Super kid, super talented. And we'll see what makes him tick, where he's going and what makes him get there. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to speak to Darren. As you mentioned there, he's headlining UFC in Gdansk, Poland against Donald Cerrone, a man who has fought a ludicrous amount of times in the UFC, a man who has earned his right, earned his position at the top of the totem pole for the UFC fighters. And Darren Till's getting that opportunity. I've seen some of the things that Darren said online and, and his mindset, it's going to be very interesting to delve into. His world championship greatest of all time mindset, because that's what he keeps saying Darren Till says he will be the greatest of all time, and we're going to dig into that, into Darren's thoughts on this week's edition of the Mind Diet Podcast. So we do, so we will have Darren Till on the show shortly. But before that, Vinny, I think it's time for tip of the week. 
Oh, tip of the week is probably the biggest killer uh, in ambition uh, and, and killer in people getting anywhere, and that's procrastination. Procrastination, the thief of time. Procrastination, the thief of talent. The way to break up procrastination or can't be arse disease or, or can't be bothered, the way to, to break that up is to do things one step at a time. So if there's something difficult, so, you know, whether you're sat on your ass and you don't want to go training, uh, it becomes too much of a chore or, or an ambition that you want to do, break it up into small pieces and eat an elephant one spoon at a time. So what you do is you, you take it little bit by bit. And also, it's the bit by bit. When you're doing that bit by bit, you are also reinforcing your unconscious mind and creating a habit mindset as to as to where you're going to. So you have to take one step, two step, three step, whatever the numbers go on or whatever it is, but start. First of all, start and just then just keep going, little bit by bit, break it up bit by bit. And the more that you do, the more that you see the progress, the more that you focus, the more that you start let go of these old uh, bits of information or old um, pullbacks or old things that was keeping you from where you're going to. Then when you start seeing them start to drift going forward, you start to seeing yourself getting better. Think of it like this. If you want to do something, so, so if you're listening now, think of something you want to do. Think of something that you put off. So in a future time, when you see yourself, knowing you've completely done that, how would that make you feel right now? So when you're thinking about something you want to do in a future time, when you see yourself, how would that make you feel right now? So what you're doing, that's basic time travel. Not basic, not that time travel is basic, but in your mind, you're going forward, you're seeing the thing that you want, you're feeling the emotion of, of achieving it, and then you come back. When you feel that emotion, then you know that that emotion exists or, or exists already, Imagine what it'd be like when you actually achieve it. So, one step at a time. That's my tip of the week. You're an incredibly wise man, Vinny. I was taught to be. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic stuff there from Vinny Shawman with his tip of the week. And I hope you enjoyed his tip of the week last week and this week and next week and the week after that because it's going to be an integral part of our show moving forward. So, Vinny Shawman's tip of the week is probably the most insightful part of the mind diet podcast before we get to have fun and, and do what we enjoy um so do listen to what he says i i am a massive procrastinator so hopefully Vinny, your wise words will help me this week when it comes to completing the tasks that i have just been putting off for the longest time let's give a shout out to our sponsors before we go full force into this episode of the mind diet so a big shout out to Feel Supreme, our longest serving sponsor. They've, they've been really supportive of the product and we want to give our returns to them by promoting their fantastic line of natural supplements, organic products, which you can only get from feelsupreme.co.uk. Lots to see over there, lots of natural supplements. And guess what? You want to buy some Feel Supreme products? We're going to help you buy some Feel Supreme products. All you have to do at the checkout is use the code MINDSPACEDIET and you will get 10% off everything your heart desires, every little thing in your basket. You get 10% off a little gift from us and our good friends at feelsupreme.co.uk. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, I'm a regular at the Four Corners gym, run by the lovely John Gillies, who's going to be uh, it's going to be talked about as well by Darren Till, a good friend of Darren Till's. Four Corners gym, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday is the boxing class. There's K1. There's there's private lessons. There's circuit training with Super Al, and it's absolutely bouncing. And at the moment, we're going through a refurbishment. So um, keep your eyes peeled. Keep your ears. Open. I will be telling you what's going on down there. Super gang, super people, four corners, Jim. Long way Liverpool. You are more than welcome to come down. We're looking forward to seeing you. So a, a big thank you to all of our sponsors and supporters. It means so much to us and you help us to continue doing what we're doing. So let's kick off this edition of the Mind Diet Podcast. As Vinny said, Darren Till, the UFC's very own, is joining us. Right after the break. Well, you know what? Listen, we have very special guests on our Mind Diet podcast, as always. But tonight, I'm very, very pleased. A young man that I've known for a while. Not a great while, because he's not been around a great long time like me. But we're very privileged to have an <laughs> upcoming UFC superstar. Darren Till, all the way from Liverpool. Darren, how are you doing, baby? Hiya, mate. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem at all. So, Darren, we've not, I've known you for a long time. I've known you from a cheeky chap from years <laughs> ago and to being a cheeky chap, but well, a big chap, a lot bigger than me anyway. Um, to now, your journey has been a, let's say, an interesting one. And uh, a lot of people have requested we get you on the show. And luckily, I'm a personal friend of Darren's and a personal friend of his good mate, John Gillies. Also, he's Colin Gillies. Heron, who I've known Colin Heron as well. Colin Heron, 500 years, I've known him. But, um, <laughs> years. Darren, just give the people out there listening to the Mind Diet a briefing. Yeah, where it all began. Uh, it started, mate. I was about 10, and uh, there was a uh, gym man where he, I grew up in Walton County Road, a uh, city road gym. And, like, you know, my dad used to go in there and hit some of the bags, and even, you know, like one of my good mates, Gillies, he, he used to uh, train in there, you know, and uh, I, used to, I used to go in and, uh, you know, just hit a few bags and watch all the lads train, and, you know. It was one of them. I was only ten, mate. I'd go in there a few bags, then you know, go and play out with my mates. So then, uh, I, after that, it was like about two years later. I was playing footy and that, and uh, my dad took me to the to the to the Thai boxing gym on on Long Lane, and uh, a guy Sai Audley was teaching the Thai in there, mate. And uh, like you know, I'd done a few sessions and that, but because I was so tall for my age, they all, they all had, they, like they put me in the adult class like early. So, you know, I got into it, mate. I was, you know, I, I didn't miss a session and I was really loving it. You know, I, lo- I, lo- I always loved fighting. And, you know, uh, Sai, after about a, about eight months of being there, Sai was opening his own gym, but there was a big problem. He was going to open it in a place called Heighton, you know, which from Walton is about a good 40-minute car ride, mate. So, you know, he, he asked me, he said, would you carry on and come to the gym? And, I, you know, fight under me. And, you know, I asked my dad and my dad said, yeah, and, you know, I carried on up at up at his gym, and then you know, after a while, I was living with my dad at the time, and he was taking me up there, and I was going, and you know, getting involved, and he, he asked me when I was fifteen, I wanted my first professional fight for him, you know, for uh, Thai boxing, and you know, I accepted it there and then, and uh, you know, many people might not believe this now, Vin, but you know, my first professional fight was at fifty eight kilos, you know, I'm double that weight now, aren't I? So. You know, uh, and I had the fight, mate. I won. I, you know, I beat a really strong guy up in Scotland, and 
since then, mate, you know, it's been one of them. It's that, that, That's basically where it started, to be honest with you. That's the story from back then. To get into mm. professional fighting at the age of 15 mm. for yourself, do you think that was needed at your age or do you think it was something that at the time it was just an opportunity <coughs> as a young boy that, you know, it, it seemed too good to pass up? Uh, I didn't really think about it because, like, obviously not many people turn professional, uh, like, you know, when they're 15. Yeah. Are you still there, mate? Yes. Turn professional, you know, when the 15. So, like, it, I didn't really think about it as being a big thing. I just thought, you know, I, I love fighting. You know, I, I was always fighting on the streets when I was a kid. So, you know, let's do it. And, you know, for me, I've never really thought of it as a big thing. But when you say it to certain people and they go, whoa, you turn professional when you're 15, it's, a lot of people are, like, shocked by it. You know what I mean? Uh, Canelo turned professional at 15, didn't he? He just fought Triple G at the weekend. Triple G did as well, didn't even. What age yeah, was he? Triple, no, Triple G was, I think, he had 345 amateur fights and lost five, so he's obviously doing it. But you know what? You're a rarity. I mean, you know, I'm not blowing smoke up anyone's proverbial heart. <laughs> I have, I have known you a long time, and, and I was tipped, I was tipped off by uh, a few people saying that uh, this kid's a little bit special. And with us being yeah. extremely good looking in Southpaws, Darren, you know the score, don't you? You know what I mean? But, <laughs> spe- yeah. I remember Remember used to say to me, we're special. Yes. Uh, yes, and, 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 uh, yeah, and, and I know your good mate, John Gillies, who you're calling for at the house. He's a great friend of mine. Uh, yeah. Really coach, uh, an all-round good guy from one of our sponsors anyway, from the Four Corner Gym. He's been my best mate for years, Gillies. Always giving me a hard time as well. <laughs> well, I think he keeps you in check and so does Colin, so you deserve it. So, so Darren... Um, is it, is it a fighting background you come from? Was your dad like, what's the mindset of it? I mean, are you, are you totally focused 24-7? Is it all you think about? Because you spent some time in Brazil as well, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, I don't really come from a fighting background. But I was like, me, you know, my dad, I think he had a few fights in the army and that, and, you know, boxed a bit when he was a kid. But I don't really come from, like, a fighting family as such. I don't know. I, didn't, I think it was one of them things. I was, I, me, I was born with, you know, just a fighter inside, out yeah. and out. And, but it's not really something I think about 24 hours a day, to be honest. You know, I do switch off. Like, I'll get home after a hard day at the gym and I will, I'll switch my brain off. But I say that, but I'll be in bed planning the day after in the gym. So you could say I do switch off, but we don't because I'm in the, I'm obviously in bed trying to watch mm-hmm. a film, but I'm also thinking, wow, you know, I've got to do this tomorrow. I've got to do this. So, you know, maybe it's, I, I'm not, on 24 hours a day but maybe about 20 hours <laughs> you know because even when I'm sleeping most of my dreams are about me fighting <laughs> about fighting so yeah mate that's what most fighters I like though as well Vinny in terms of like the mindset just analysing that Darren says most fighters have that mindset is that something you know from analysing and working with guys like Ian McCall Joe Schilling have you found that in a lot of them that they really do you know that the Brain is like clockwork, 24 hours a day or 20. In the case of Darren, you do get a few hours break. Yeah, I mean, with Darren, I mean, he's, he reminds me of Liam Harrison, Jordan Watson, his mate John Gillies, uh, and also, um, who was I talking to recently? Uh, Lawrence Fitzpatrick, another MMA star. They, they just, you, even though they're talking about life and fun and, you know, they're all witty and decent people, behind their um, demeanour, is 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 a is a general, a soldier, uh, a corporal. They're all they're a whole mindset of army. They have they have every sort of scenario um, boxed off, and they are uh, you know, hell's angels just going past. <laughs> um, 
yeah, because I'm in Illinois. <laughs> no, they, they just have a mindset of of combat, and they just it's the what it's what they do. They breathe it, the way they stand. Yeah, they're. Um, it's very interesting for me to, to see that. It's also uh, for, for certain people it can be, be very intimidating. For me, they're just like uh, the puppies, really. But behind them, there is a, a very very vicious animal. So yeah, you can see it. Yeah, I think you can see, and there's certain people. The people that I mentioned there, they don't pretend it. Some pretend it. I see so many pretenders, more pretenders than you will actual actual fighters, and uh, know they uh, live and breathe it. And if you cut them, they'll probably uh, they'll probably bleed uh, combat. So yeah, that's the way they're made. Have you come across a lot of pretenders, Darren? Uh, do you know what, mate? To tell you the truth, actually, I was actually just speaking about it with Gillies now. Yeah. They, you come across more pretenders than you do people who actually want to fight. You know, they, a lot of people will say they want to fight, but really they don't. They're just kidding themselves. They they don't want to put the five or six days in a week. You know, hard work. They they they, they don't like hard sparring. And when it comes to the fight, they don't actually want to fight. They just want to. They want to. You know, they see themselves as a fighter, but they don't actually want to because you know, being a fighter is literally not just turning up and fighting. Like you've got to you've got to put. The hard working. You've obviously got to eat right. You've got to get to bed at the right times. You, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of things involved in being a fighter. And you know, people see you when you're at the top and you win belts and that. You know, example GGG. They've seen him at the top, but they didn't see him 20 years ago. You know, when he was putting his graft in for the past 20 years. So, I definitely do think you see more pretenders than you do people who actually want to be world champions and fighters and that. You know what I mean? I just I just know the background of uh, Colin. Colin. Many years ago, I think Colin's about three or four years younger than me. And uh, when I was back in the day when I was training with Master Sken, when Master Sken used to have shows, he used, we used to do demonstrations because me and Colin, believe it or not, believe it or not with me anyway, uh, we were very flexible. We could do jumping kicks, spinning kicks and all that. And Colin was in the demonstration team along with me, Stephen Moore, Russell Thornley and another kid called Stephen Sharples. And uh, Colin was exceptionally good uh, eyesight, exceptionally good kicker and a, a great stylist as well. As a man of very, very short words, but um, the demeanour about him was um, a very sort of, not intimidating one, because he was nice. It's the thing I've actually, like, I've, I've trained with a lot of people, and I've obviously trained with you a few times, trained with Gillies, even my old coach, Sai, and I've trained all over the world. I, I've never come across a trainer like Colin is as you said, a man of few words, he comes across as very intimidating, but just with regards to martial arts, is his whole fighting brain and his IQ, and like, I, I consider myself to have really good technique, and I, like, I just try to imitate, like, he'll show me stuff sometimes, and, you know, as you said, Vinny, you know, you and Colin, mate, you've been around for 500 years, and just still the way he throws kicks, and just the way he demonstrates stuff, I just think to myself, wow, like, I just, uh, I need to be like that. And, you know, obviously, I do look at Colin as a real true master. So, like, the respect I have. And, obviously, you, you know more than me, Vin. You, you started with him. And, as you said, you were in the demonstration team and that. But, like, I just really do look up to Colin so much. He's from a, a Mudaquan, uh, which is a, a Mudaquan background. Before he did Thai boxing, he did a, he did a style of mm. Thai Kwan called Mudaquan. Yeah. Uh, which, ironically enough, so did Master Scan. Master Scan was a fifth down in it. Yeah. Colin's from the old school where, yeah. I think when we did martial arts, it was, wasn't was about really ring sport sort of UFC, because it certainly wasn't around yeah. that sort of business. It was yeah. more about being a, like a ninja, you know what I mean? Yeah, that, that, do you know what, I mean? that's a perfect example. 
of what yeah. you could say, like a ninja. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what, that's what it was game for. But, you know, you can see that it's a hell of a lot of respect for him. And I've seen the way you come into Four Corners, Jim, and the love and respect you have for John. Just yeah. a quick one before Andrea, Andrea asks you another question. Um, is, is the secret to winning your fights one of John's uh, dear, beloved Sunday dinners? <laughs> John Gillies dinner, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because his girl made me a roast dinner and that was her promise to me because she seen me uh, cutting weight and that is probably one of the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a Sunday dinner is it? Is it good? Mate, it had every. Gilly's actually got a cut. He actually uh, was going to hit his beard at one point. I thought because uh, I got down at the table and I had more meat on my plate than he did. <laughs> you don't have to, Darren. You don't have to go on about your meat on your plate. We have heard the rumours, so you better. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> a little less about Sunday dinners now. Let's talk a bit more about Brazil and your time over there in terms of your development uh, not only as a mixed martial artist but as a as a human being as well how important was that time over in brazil i think uh, brazil like, i've even obviously i've just spoke about i've spoke a lot about this with me close mates obviously gillies is next to me and other people and colin colin was the main reason why i went to brazil and brazil changed me as a person because obviously i, like, I went there and i didn't know a pit, i didn't know a soul i only knew the coach who was coaching there marcelo brigadeiro uh, you know, I didn't speak the language. I didn't have any money. You know, I only had a bit of money to get through a few months. And you know, I, I, a lot of people know about me. You know, know I got a girlfriend early over there. I had a, I had a daughter. You know, uh, like so Brazil. Just, just Brazil wasn't just about fighting, mate. It was Brazil was about everything? Like you know, uh, you know, I can speak two languages right now. I've got a daughter. Because I'm over here, back over in England, sacrificing for my job and whatever, and just you know, Brazil, mate. Honestly, the four years of my life, hard highs and lows, and it really, really, it, I am the dad until of today, you know. And Brazil plays a big part of that, especially the UFC. And I've seen this a little bit now. When when they do a video package on you, for example, they promote Darren Till, the fighter. I don't know why, but it may be the person that you are. But it seems that you come across so genuine when they touch upon, you know, the route, your roots, and you going to Brazil. They put it across in a very human element. Like Brazil was this culmination in Darren Till's life, this this moment that you really needed. But in terms of making you the person that you are today as well, in an emotional capacity, do you think that it's actually giving you more of a leap up? in terms of being a mature fighter? You know, you started at a young age and it seems that you've matured beyond your years as well because of it. Well, yeah, uh, I totally agree with you because, like, you could say to a lot... I, I, we, I, just to go back to, like, the pretending side of things, you could say to a lot of fighters, listen, do you want to be world champion? And they would say to you, yeah, I do. And then you say to them, well, listen, you've got to go to Brazil for five years to be world champion. Do you want to go? 99.9% of them fighters would say no. Oh, no, I can't because I've got me mum, because I've got me girlfriend, because I've got a job and that. And do you know what I mean? When Colin asked me to go, he said, Till, do you want to be a world champion? I said, yeah. He said, right now, to get to the UFC and do all them things, you have to be in Brazil. And I said, when, Colin? He said, in the next week or two. I said, okay, Colin, I'm going. And in two weeks' time, when he told me, I was there. So, you know, it... I think my my stint in Brazil four years has has definitely 
as you said, took me a leap up, you know, because I haven't just learned about ground fighting over there, as we've spoke about. I've, I've learned about everything about life, about how it is to be a dad, how it is to, you know, have no money and, and you know, and not see the dream, not see the UFC contract. But, you know, I just kept telling myself, till you will get to the UFC, you will be a star, you'll be a champion. So, yeah, you know. But this this is all about this is all about what I love is intention and will. And when mm. your intention is so finite and focused on a dream that you want, you achieving it. I've known you from a, a long time, you know. And you know, I'm, I'm, I live in your city now, which is brilliant because everyone's really proud of you, etc. But I mean, to go to a country where the Brazilian jiu-jitsu is Brazilian jiu-jitsu, where it's the highest fucking level, excuse my French, and beating them at their own game. That's not that's that's a bit special, Punja. You know what I mean? That's not yeah. that's not something you can just. When I started seeing it, I always knew he was talented. And when yeah. I, and when I started when I started to say, "Oh, Darren's winning these competitions in Brazil," it's absolutely mind blowing. Let's think about it like this: it's a bit like Liam beating ties, isn't it? You yeah. know, it's it's going over there and immersing yourself. And I think that's amazing for a young man from. The hood, we are, aren't we? We're none of, yeah, I mean, I've got a, a posh twinge on it, <laughs> but nevertheless, I know I, I live in the same place. And to do what you've done is, you know, and, and I'm not kissing your ass in any way. Oh, no, I know you're not, mate. And I'm really proud of you. And to, to do that, what was that like? What was what was going into the into Brazil to because these are killers, man? They're not just normal people, that's yeah, no. BJJ at a high level. I mean, Lawrence the other day. When John, who does a fantastic job of MMA fighters, and if you, you get a chance and you're, you're around, get down there and get some, some training with him and the lads. And he's just seen it on the floor, and I thought, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Vin, it's but pretty simple. Fuck? It's pretty fuck simple, that. mate. You know, you, you either you either do or you don't. You either do or die. Like, I'm over there. What, just because they're great at their sport, do I say, oh, I'm... A... Like, I remember, you know, in the training class, and there was 20 black belts on the mat, you know, and I remember saying to myself, yeah, I'm only a blue belt, but I'm going to choke your neck out. You know, like, and that, that's my mentality. Like, and when I was going into these jiu-jitsu competitions, I didn't give a fuck who they were or, who, who, or what they'd done. I was just thinking to myself, I'm going in to be the fucking champion of this fucking tournament. And I, I ended up being jiu-jitsu South Brazilian champion in the blue belt category. You know, I, I won a few tournaments over there. So, you know, it... It is a bit like Liam going over and beating the ties, but, you know, Liam's got the same mentality. You know, what are we going to do? We're just going to, you know, obviously respect's there, but, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get somewhere and you're in my fucking way, so get out <laughs> the way, you know? What is, what is it where you want to go, though? I mean, is there in your way? What is what is at the end of the road? What is at the end? What is in, I keep stating, Vin, the end of the road for me right now, I want to be the greatest fighter of all time. I don't want to be the champion. I don't want to be the champion in two weights. I don't want to beat all the... I just want to be remembered as the greatest fighter who ever lived in MMA. That is that is the end goal. There's nothing else I see. And I see that. But but why is that? Why why is that the goal? Because anybody, anybody could say it. You know what I mean? Because I don't want people to say, yeah, Darren, you know, Darren's in top the top three. Darren, Darren's there with John Jones and George CPA. Darren, I want people to say the greatest MMA fighter of all time was Darren Till. You know the way they say about Muhammad Ali? Because we've even had fighters who were better than Muhammad Ali. Mm. You know, we've had, you could argue that Floyd Mayweather, but still, on everyone's lips, you know, 90% of the people will say, yeah, it was Muhammad Ali. Even the great Mike Tyson says it. 
I want the same thing for me in MMA. I don't want to just be a champion. You know, people get into the sports now in UFC and they want to be a top 10 fighter. They want to be a world champion. I do not give a shit about that. I just want to be the greatest fighter of all time. The good thing, the thing is about Muhammad Ali, what's synonymous about Muhammad Ali is the time that made Muhammad Ali. You know, there was yeah. time, you know, blacks were, well, blacks were segregated, except yep. for, and he threw this gold medal into, into the Hudson River and blah, 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 and stuff like that. And, and what he went through and I went through to be a Muslim and stuff like that. So that will always be the struggle um, with Muhammad Ali. I think people see it synonymous as that skill-wise. You know, Floyd Mayweather is, is second to none. But, you know, and you see what the, the trait of some people now um, is, is talking the way into fights. You know what I mean? You understand that a lot yeah. of people want to talk yeah. like McGregor and, and, and yeah. have, the, have the noise like Conor McGregor, but they can't back it up. What do you think of people like that? You think there's a lot of pretenders out there who wanna who wanna highlight how is it hijack their way to the top without putting the work, yeah. or do you think they'll get found out at a certain level? Well, yeah, you. The pretenders will always get found out, you know. Connor's Connor's who he is. He he had a plan, he had a goal, he stuck to it, and he done it. You cannot diss a guy like that. You got to respect him. And you know, I got offered this Cerrone fight. You know, I haven't I haven't spoke a lot of shit in the UFC, and they've offered me that. And you know, I, I speak me with me. What a lot of people find is that I'm just genuine in what I say. If I say I don't give a shit, I don't give a shit. And you know, if I say I respect him, I respect him. And, you know, you, you're going to get a lot of people who, who see how much money Connor's made, so that's all they're thinking about. With me, I just don't care, mate. You know, obviously, yeah, I want to be a millionaire. You know, I want all these fancy hours and that, but I just do not give a shit. I just want to be the greatest fighter of all time. That is all I want to be. That's number one. Second, there's going to be a millionaire. Third is whatever, but <laughs> number one is the greatest fighter of all time, and I'll just keep saying it and saying it until one day people say he was the greatest fighter of all time, and I know it can come true. Vinny, just picking up on that, in terms of reinforcement, um, I know it's something you've spoke about in the past in terms of therapy, and but how far does that repetitiveness actually go in terms of reinforcing a belief in, in somebody's mind? Um, the, the, well, the art of learning is repetitive. So, you know, if you're learning to jab, you have to throw, you can't just throw one jab over and over and over again until it becomes, it, I think it's, this is what saying it's 10,000 times becomes a habit and then they're saying it's, I watched the program last night and he said it's 36,000 times. Whatever it is, it has to be repeated and, you know, if this mindset, don't forget, he's been stuck in Brazil, you know, uh, a kid from nowhere in Brazil, knowing no one, that takes a hell of a lot of a, of a strong mindset. You know, being sort of not knowing where the next meal's coming from, not knowing who could trust, who not been able to speak the language. Yeah, and that's no word of a lie, mate. Like, oh, no, when, no, no, I, no, no, when no. I say it, no, I know you're saying it, but I want people to know, when I say it, it's the two, like, the, there was sometimes when I thought, where's my next meal coming from in Brazil? You know, sometimes I'm too embarrassed to, like, ask a friend or my mum back home to, to to send me some money, but there, there was literally times with my girlfriend where we were like, fucking hell, what are we going to eat after we've had this because we've but got this, no money, this, you know so what this, I mean? Yeah, and these are the things that are the building blocks of a champion. Of course. Of, of, of a mindset. Well, it's not necessarily a champion because not everyone's going to be a champion. I've got no yeah. view. No, But exactly. it's the mindset. It's the mindset of, look, mm -hmm. this, is, this is how, uh, this is where I've got to be. This is what I've not gotten. You know, you, you, you're looking in it. And in them dark times, things grow in darkness. Seeds, um, uh, ideas, 
they grow in darkness. You know, people dream and they wake up with an idea the next day and all that sort of stuff. But it's it's all about it's all about the mindset and about your intention. Same with John uh, Four Corners Gym now. He's, he's you know can see a liveliness in his eyes about mm-hmm. the way he's doing the gym. And listen, like I said to everybody else, you get a chance to get down there. You're more than welcome with everybody with the gang down there. That's the top place. But to see the way you are, you always had that. I mean, I never. It's it's, it's very interesting because I, I, I'm we're lucky because we've got you now. And I think wherever you go, when you become a greatest champion of all time, I'm not going to get in your way, of course, because you know I, I'm I'm one of your supporters. But to to see it won't surprise me because I, yeah. I can you can actually feel an intention off people. Liam Harrison crackles violence, and I don't mean that in a bad way. He crackles violence. He crackles um, this energy about him. John crackles sort of ambition. You can feel it off him. Alan in the gym, you know, Colin. You have this special sort of uh, demeanour about them, and it's all created through hardship and, and through and through going through wars and exactly what yeah. you're doing. Yeah. You know. I 100% agree with you, Vinny, because I've been covering UK MMA and mixed martial arts internationally now for quite some time. And a lot of people say it. A lot of people say, I want to be a world champ or I want to be the greatest. But not very often can you see that deep down, they genuinely in their heart of hearts believe that. Every time Darren has said that in this show and every time I've heard him say it on the UFC programming and in other interviews, I believe it. Because of the way you say it, the way you say it so yeah. convincingly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's just no, there's no doubt in my mind. Like, and I, it's not one of them things where I say I'm gonna be the greatest, and then you know I just sit back and let it happen. You, you, I know what needs to be done to be the greatest. I, you, you, I, I truly know what what's got to be done, and you know. I, I am not stopping until that happens. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, you know, I don't give a fuck about my unbeaten record. I don't give a fuck who I'm fighting. I just want to be the greatest fighter of all time in MMA, mixed martial arts. And, you know, it's going to take something really, really, you know, it's going to take something big to stop me. I, I I won't be stopped. I can't believe, I don't believe that I will be stopped. That's, and, and it's, it's, I remember when you fought on Rumble at the Reebok, one of the really good promotions that Darren Morrison they used to do. And I remember mm. you fighting against a Greek guy who'd had 80 fights and you must have had maximum 10. If yeah. And I remember yeah. people saying, oh, they brought this Greek guy over and I think he was at late notice or whatever. And they were all like, sort of like, fucking hell, Till's going to get levered. And I, um, I as a, a seasoned commentator, as a seasoned Muay Thai coach, Thai boxing coach, whatever you want to call it, I knew, I knew you'd win. It's, it, yeah. And it's, it's, you've got to get yourself foreign and biased, but I mean, it, there's just mm. something that, there's just a little bit of um, a je ne sais quoi about you. It's <laughs> yeah. a little bit different <laughs> than Darren the Skill Tail or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to be different though nowadays. You know, you, you know that's exa- exactly what you said earlier about Triple G and Conor McGregor. Look, the people that stick to the same style, the same structure, the same type they're not the world they're not the ones that people remember as, as even darren said you remember muhammad ali wasn't the best yeah. but he was the greatest you know yeah uh, in a hundred years mate i just want people to mention my name when they say mma i want people to say that until was the greatest mma fighter and you know i don't want to be just in this you know 50 years now i want to die and i want to be remembered you know i don't want to 
don't want to be that guy that was remembered for but you know i want to have a legacy and i want to have a legend that lives on i really do want my name to be remembered in 100 200 years like well sorry that you know like the pressure now of of not say pressure you're enjoying it you created it and you wanted it you created this pressure because of your talent and because of your dedication your hard work so all right let's just say the um the movement of what you're getting towards towards where you're going how yeah. about what what do you believe a champion should be like as in look not everyone's listen 99.9 percent of the people of the world aren't going to be champions and not going to yeah. even get to touch a us belt what do you what do you think um what would be your number one two questions two two part question number one what would your um what would you give advice to people when they want to achieve something in their life and number two how would you act as a champion and what would you do to inspire others because I believe a champion that's why I like Triple G he's humble the first thing out of his mouth when he beat, he beat Canelo I don't give a fuck what anyone said yeah. and then he says I like to thank the Mexican people they're all my it's a happy uh, Independence Day that's a, that's a champion for me sadly now just recently Andre Ward has retired today who I yeah. love not because of his skill level, which is second to none, but the way he is. That's why I like people the way they are with people. What would you, what would your advice be to people? Anyone wants to achieve anything in their lives? And secondly, what sort of champion are you gonna are you gonna be for them? Are you gonna be a champion of the people? When you when you want to achieve something like, like what I've found, you know, I've got to this point, and I don't even feel like I've scratched the surface. You know, I'm not successful yet. I will be, but not yet. I'm, you know, I'm only a kid. But you know, for anyone who's younger than me or even older than me. You know, if they would take any advice from me, you know, I think you've just, I think a hard work cannot be denied. You know, I know it's a cliche, but you've got to work hard, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, never look down on anyone in any job. You know, never look down on so if you see someone cleaning floors or what, never look down. You don't know what story they're going through. You know, they could be happy with that job, or you know, maybe that was their, you know, that's their success story. We don't know. You know, so to achieve anything, mate, I think you've just got to have a great deal of belief and just work hard at it. I really just think it's as simple as that. And, like, as a champion, you know, we're all going to fuck up at some point. You know, I, I've had many fuck-ups and I'm only young and it's, you know, you're never going to say you've got to be like this way or that. I think you've just got to be genuine and truthful and just, you know, just respect everyone. Never think you're bigger than anyone. Never, never shun anyone away, you know. Always have time because mm-hmm. listen, mate. You're gonna be on. You're gonna be at the top, but you're gonna be at the bottom. And I found that out many times in my life. So, as a champion, mate, just be truthful to yourself. Just be genuine. Don't, don't, come, don't try and be someone you're not. Even when you're a champion, don't, don't think you're bigger than what you are because you're not. There's always someone bigger than you, and there's always people waiting for you to fall. So you know that's 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 basically my mindset about it all, mate. Just tell us about your your just one of the stories from the past. Uh, tell us about your trip to Romania on Super Combat. Romania. Gillies has got a little smile on his face now. <laughs> as soon as you mentioned Super Combat, I knew that this was going to be a good story. This is, this is right. A good story. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you it's a good story now. <clears throat> right. So I remember that uh, before I went to Romania, they put me on a trial fight, uh, you know, to go there and to see if I was any good at fighting. And I went over with uh, what, what, Alex Foreman, who owns a gym in Liverpool right now, and he took me over for a trial fight. And at the table, I remember the guy who was organising the show, he said to me, eh, who do you think you're as good as? And I said, well, if you put me in with Borjao now, I'd probably beat him. 
<laughs> and the guy burst out and he started laughing. He was like, and I was sitting there still serious. And uh, <laughs> he was like, oh, so you believe that? And I said, yeah. And Alex was next to me like, Till, like what's up? And I was like, it's just what I think, Alex. So anyway, they put me in with uh, this guy and his name was uh, Claudio Bagdell or something, I think his name was. And first round, I just started cracking him with left shots and left kicks. And did, I actually took the first knockdown ever in my career. Mm-hmm. I went for a left kick and he got he caught me with a right hook. And honestly, made it drop me the first time ever in my career. And I remember jumping straight back up and calling him on. And, uh, you know, I got through this, the first round, the second round, sorry, whatever it was. And in the third round, Alex said, Dan, it's going to be a draw. This, you've got to come out and blah, blah. I said, OK, so the third round, never forget it. I come out and I threw two leg kicks, just like our friend Petrosian Vin, and I broke his leg. I broke his leg. His, his leg was broke. You know, the bottom half of it, like where the calf stands. And uh, after that, they said, do you want to come back for the tournament? I said, yeah, why not? Let's go. But at this point, Vin... I'd already left uh, Parted Ways with Sapphire Sayodli and I was sort of just pottering around. I wasn't really training and I was, you know, partying a lot. And I remember speaking to me mate Gillies and I said, Gillies, come ahead, let's get to Romania and have a fucking few fights. And he was he was like, yeah. He was like, do you reckon they'll get me a fight? And I was like, yeah, come ahead. So I remember Alex sorted the fights for us and that and was going to meet some of, some of his mates' mates out there. So, you know, me and Gillies get on the flights and Gillies is like, who am I fighting? And Gillies is a boxer, by the way. He'd never fought K1 in his life. And he says, who am I fighting? I said, I don't know. So we got there and fucking Gillies is fighting one of the champions of Remain or some big, huge heavyweight. And I said, lad, are you going to take this fight? And he's like, yeah, of course I am. And uh, they put me in like this 16-man tournament. So anyway, they put us in this crazy hotel. I mean, there was pigeons in, in the bathroom <laughs> where me and Gillies were getting showers. But... <laughs> but we just we were wearing arsed and then Gillies was saying to them right let's go into the favelas and you know where where all it's it's dead dead crazy and that's so what they took us around with all kids with guns and that and I said to Gillies this is mad and then I'll never forget three days or two days or something before the tournament was about to start mm. they took us out and this was like a test I think they were trying to get us drunk but anyway we took the bait because we were in the club and Gillies said to me Till should we just have a bevy and I said yeah come on then but little did I know, Gillies was just testing me, like to see if I'd say yeah or no. Mm-hmm. Next minute, I've got a bottle of vodka in my hand and I'm drinking and I'm just like <laughs> drunk in the club and I'm like, Gillies is going, "What are you doing, you madman? You're fighting in two days." I said, "Ah, it's only a laugh, isn't it?" So anyway, I had a big struggle with the weight cut. I had to make seventy kilos, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, <laughs> I had a KFC the night before. I was only a kid, so let me <laughs> and. Uh, I, I remember fighting on the Thursday. The Thursday, they put me in with their champion. And I remember I battered them. The Friday, they put me in with someone else. I battered them. Saturday, they didn't want to put their other champion against me. They put someone else. And I won the tournament, mate. And I got paid. Me and Gillies went partying after. And, you know, that's it. I was the champion of Romania, K1. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I broke my foot in the second fight. I broke my foot. And he was saying, no, you can't fight. I said, I'm fucking fighting, let me tell you. <laughs> You know? that's but crazy that's, that's, that's the mindset you see it's i tell you what i tell you what when your career um ends and it, it, i'm sure of course it'll be a, a long 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 way away yet some of them stories now i i'm i'm a man of integrity but i i'm not allowed to say but some of the stories that john and i've seen yeah which you like brothers aren't you john's like yeah we are mate and some of them stories that that was a bit tame darren to say the it least. it was 
It was. And, um, but some of the stories <laughs> that will go into your autobiography when it goes out, and I mean, oh, yeah. that's what I mentioned. Oh. Um, it will. Uh, I'm sure it will. Uh, it'll be a bestseller because they are. They're, they're gonna. They're gonna write a story, a book, and that is no doubt. I've, you know, I'm <laughs> only 24, but I have had a, a really exciting life up to now. Like, if I died right now, I'd die happy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Muhammad Ali famously said, it, it, um, "If I die tomorrow, at least uh, I've lived a life of a hundred men." Yeah, I exactly. Feel, I exactly feel the same, brother. You know, going oh. all over fusion, meeting you, John, yeah. the guys yeah. that I, I, I hang around with, we just hang around. Yeah. With him, no. around I with totally him. agree with you, mate. Like a dog or something, like something, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But um, listen. We, all we want to say is how proud we are of you the city's proud of you I'm proud of you all your mates are thanks very much Vin and we, we'll be uh, I'm, I'm uh, with Mick on that night because the boxes are boxing so I want yeah. to talk. no I'm problem away, mate. you know that me, uh, me spirit and everybody's spirit from Liverpool and England and everyone that listens to the mind diet wish you the very best mate we really do thank you very much my man Darren huge opportunity for you to headline UFC Gdansk against yeah. Donald Cerrone yeah. Um, not only to get an opportunity to headline a card in Europe, but to headline against the man who um, I've, I'm sure at some point will break the record for the most fights inside the UFC octagon. Yeah, a, a, a very proud moment for yourself. I've seen there's been a, a bit of a, I'd say, friendly banter between you both and, and his, his gym as well on, yeah. on social media. Yeah. Do, you think, do you think you deserve this shot? Do you think you deserve this opportunity to headline a card? I don't really care what anyone thinks, mate. They offered me fight and I took it. You know, it wasn't down to me, mate. What Anyone can think what they want, if I deserve it or if I don't. I turn my fucking ass off day in, day out. I've given me life to this fight and, and the UFC offered me a fight against this guy. Do you think I'm going to say no? So I do not care if, I, if people think I deserve it or not. I know what I deserve and I know what I'm going to do. And that's just the end of it. He's, he's been very dismissive of you, though. Surely that must be a bit frustrating, especially no, when really. you're so you believe in yourself so much. No, he, he, you know he's not being disrespectful or whatever. He's, he's you know Donald's. He's, he's just a fighter. He'll fight anyone. He's, he's a nice guy, but make no mistake. Twenty first of October, <laughs> it's not going to matter what anyone says or does. It's going to be me and him in the cage, and I am a fucking scary guy. Is it going to be the introduction of Darren Till to the world, really? Because once you once you beat Donald Cerrone, that's one of the biggest acclaims you can get at the age of twenty four. It's crazy to even think. It's not enough, mate. Still. It's not enough. Uh, you know, I'll probably celebrate that night, but it won't be enough. I still will be thinking greatest fighter of all time. So you just could say if you beat John Jones, if you beat this, I'll still be thinking the greatest fighter of all time. So it won't be enough, and it'll never be enough until I achieve what I've just told you. Fantastic. Well, it's going to be a fantastic fight. I'm sure it will be. One as well. October the 15th, we're doing a massive show, Muay Thai show. As you know, Yokao uh, are coming to uh, well, and again, uh, Liam Harrison's going to be headlining along with Jordan Watson and a good fight between Daniel McGowan and, and, and Jonathan Haggerty. Mm-hmm. And I, I, don't, I don't want to drop this on people, but a very special guest from the UFC. He's on this show. It's him, Darren Till. Want to come and meet him? I'm sure. Uh, want to shake his hand <laughs> and get a picture with him and, and John Gillies. They're going to be ringside with yeah. Matt dragging him for some commentary and that. Darren, so <laughs> we'll you, be you there, still, mate. Still got a big love for Muay Thai, haven't you, Darren? Yeah, mate. It'll always be my first love, no doubt. Yeah, Gillies. Gillies. <laughs> <laughs> has, every, has, has everyone been mobbing you for a, an autograph now that you're, you're in Liverpool again? More than usual, and, and I love it. And you know. 
you know, let's hope it gets to the point of mobbing and you know obviously that 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 becomes a hard thing but it's just what comes with it and as i've said never think you're too big never shun anyone away always have time for every single person fantastic absolutely okay, pleasure boys. chatting to you thank Darren. you very much absolute pleasure so a big thank you to everybody listening to this edition of the Mind Diet Podcast. Of course, Darren Till headlines UFC Gdansk against Donald Cerrone. Darren, a pleasure from myself and Vinny Shawman. And best of luck in October.